0: Send me a sign
1: Mexico is a poor city.
2: Most cities have only 12% of their population in poverty. Ours happens to be 27.6. Things that you and I buy every day at the grocery store become very expensive for our people. So if you would uh, be able to buy toothbrushes and toothpaste and razors and uh, uh, deodorant and basic items that uh, end up costing a lot of money for our folks, and uh,
0: you won't believe how much your small gift will mean to our people.
2: James chapter 1 says pure and undefiled religion is this, that we visit the orphans and, and the widows in their affliction and that we keep ourselves unstained from the world. And so we're called to go out and meet those people's needs who need it. This is just an extension of our love for Jesus Christ when we go to reach those who are hurting.
1: Here's what we're going to do. Monday, March 22nd at 9 o'clock, Vertical is going to meet at Waco Hall. Shane and Shane going to lead us in worship. And as college students, we're going to act out our faith by bringing hygiene items to give to Mission Waco. Not to lift up the name of our ministry or of our university, but to lift up the name of our God. And we just want to answer God's call for us to give. Not when we're older or when we have more money or when it's more convenient for us. But as college students, we want to come together and choose that we'd rather have Jesus and we're ready to do something now.
2: Welcome to Chapel this morning. Glad that you're here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the video. Carter's here. He's going to explain a little bit about what Vertical's going to be doing right here
1: in Waco Hall coming up. Thank you. Um, two quick announcements real quick. Uh, kind of like what they were talking about on the video just a second ago. March 22nd is a night that we are really, really excited about. Um, we're going to be back here in Waco Hall, uh, and a band called Shane and Shane um, is going to be leading us in worship. And uh, we're also going to combine that with Mission Waco. And what we're going to do is kind of the idea behind what we're doing is what good is it if a thousand college students are meeting together every Monday night, but the Waco community doesn't know about it. Um, So we're combining with Mission Waco and we're going to provide hygiene items um, for the people. So there's no cost to get in the door. um, It doesn't cost any money to get in. But what we're asking you to do is if you do come, we ask that you bring hygiene items uh, to help us out. Second thing, um, real quick, there's been a lot of questions about where we're going to be the rest of the semester, where Vertical's going to be, and because uh, the Hippodrome did close down, but God has answered prayers, and um, we're so excited about it. We're going to be back at the Hippodrome um, for the rest of the semester. So y'all come out tonight, 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll be there. Jeff Johnson Band is going to be leading us in worship, so we'd love to see y'all there. Thanks. Thanks, Carter.
2: It's a a good day to be in chapel for for me because I get to do something that I rarely ever, ever get to do, and that is um, to to really be community together, to get to know one another on a different level. Um, I I really am trying to be genuine when I say that I love to know you. I love to know who you are, and in that, I want you to know me as well. And so we're going to take today, and I hope you'll appease me as we do this because this is a little bit of a stretch for me personally. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about who I am um, with you. And I, I want to start with some photos, and so we're going to put a couple of those up. And my wife's going to get upset with me for putting a low-quality picture on the screen, but the, uh, this is my wife, Kristen. At, at that point, you're supposed to go ah oh, or something. Thank you. We're we're we were. This is last week in Chicago. You, you know it, the camera. You know you do the iPhone thing where you have to click the screen this way. It's hard, um, but we did it. And there, it's in Chicago. So ne- next picture is um, my son is in this lineup. <laughs> Now, he's not the tall one. He, yeah, um, that's Siler. And we got to go to Ghana over Thanksgiving, and it was great. And that's where that was. Um, here's Siler again, listening to music. Um, that is not Baby Einstein or Mozart or anything like that. I think that's Coldplay, I think. <laughs> so, um, anyway, rocking the Waterloo record shirt, too. And this is Kristen and Seiler at a Baylor baseball game. I only put this one up so that you would know that we're Baylor fans and we love baseball um, and that you should go to baseball games. And if you go, you should go out on that little berm, that little hill, because Siler will be there uh, running around like a banshee. All right, next. Um, this is my mom. She's not always looking like Martha Stewart, but she is in this particular picture. Um, They're cooking muffins, I think. Um, They're having a grand old time. And the next picture is is my dad and Kristen's dad. Um, They both happen to be uh, football officials, and so they've both done it for years and years and years. And they happen to be together in this particular picture. And the only reason I'm showing you is because I want you to see our dads, so that you know we have dads. That's it. So there's our dads and our child. All right, next next slide. Um, This is my little brother. And I know the resemblance is hard. You can't, it's hard to pick out which one's me. The, 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 this is my little brother and I'll explain, uh, I'm not going to really explain that relationship, but I will tell you that he's my little brother and I love him. And, um, a little later, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him in, in part of the story time. So that's, that's Sean. Um, next slide is my dog. Um, I'm fairly, see you all now, but I'm fairly confident she had just pooped in the snow which is not really an awe-worthy photo at all. But that's when it, that's when it snowed a little while back. Um, I, I wanted to show you that because I want you to know a little bit about where I'm coming from and, and who I am. But I also want to share with you um, some things that have happened in life. But I want to do that by sharing four emotions with you and um, tell you just a few instances when I've had that emotion. And the first emotion is joy. And um, as we talk about joy... I wanted to just tell you a few times in my life. I have found joy. Um, the first time I remember thinking I'm truly joyful is when my nephew was born. And the only reason I think that was joyful for me is because my, my sister had came home and told me she was pregnant, but it didn't make sense to me because I'm a good church going boy. And I thought you had to be married to be pregnant. I didn't really know those could happen apart from one another, but indeed if this is news for you, you can get pregnant if you're not married. um, um, So she did, and when my nephew was born, um, it was really a joyful time for me because, really, I had a lot of negative things going on because I was like, wait a minute, you didn't do this um, the right way. Um, But then my nephew was born, and he's awesome, and to this day, he's awesome. Uh, Another time I was joyful is when my son was born. I was joyful. I truly felt joy when, in South Florida, I proposed to my wife. I truly felt joyful the next year, on May 23rd, when uh, we were married, felt joy that day. I felt a lot of joy the day the doctor walked out of surgery and said that we were able to get all your mom's cancer in in surgery, and we were able to get it out of her. Um, I felt joy that day, and I felt joy the second time that happened as well, Um, both breast cancer and colon cancer. I felt joy both times. I felt joy when the vice president for student life here at Baylor pulled me into his office and said, "Um, we do want you to be here full-time at Baylor and work with our chapel program. I felt joy that day because that means I get to be with you, um, and it brought a lot of joy to me. And the last one I'll share with you, and it's one I wrote a song about, is I felt joy um, when I was in college. I was actually 20 years old, so a lot of your ages, um, and I got a letter that said that I was going to get to spend the summer in Kenya, and I knew that spending the summer in East Africa was going to change my life, and, and in, in fact, it did. And uh, during that summer, I wrote this song, and um, this is the song in the joy section.
3: Bus stop out on the Road Perfect place to rest a while So many friends yet to know, a willing soul in every smile Each countryman stops to ask just how I like their home With all the graces that I have, I tell him it's where I belong I came here in the morning, in the middle That I could stay But logic deals the cards And if he gets his way I'll leave here someday But I will remember to pray For these days Running through the valley rim All night on the train third class with my friends as we ride among the game. We shared with so many here, we showed the book, we spoke the word. And smiles appear from ear to ear as they like what they have heard. We came here in the morning, in the middle of Till heaven, I wish that I could stay, but logic deals the cards, and if he gets his way, I'll leave here someday, but I will remember to pray. I could stay, but logic deals the cards, and if he gets his way, I'll leave here someday. But I will remember to pray, and I will.
2: share that one. The, the next emotion I want to share with you is, is sadness. It's a little harder than joy because it, it gets a little more real when you talk about things that make you sad. Uh, one of the things that makes me sad, that has made me sad in life, and some of you can relate to this Uh, When I was in the sixth grade, I I vividly remember the school bus pulling up to my house, and there were uh, fire engines in my yard, and I thought certainly that it was the neighbor's yard because I think that's how our minds work. We always think it's somebody else, and and in fact, it wasn't the neighbor's yard. It was my yard, and um, it was my house that was burning, and to sit and see smoke coming out of your house is is pretty daunting, and it was a time that I remember being extremely sad. Um, Didn't really know how to deal completely with that. Um, Another morning I remember feeling sad is the morning I drove to church, and some of you may be able to relate to this too. Um, I drove to church, and I still had such, uh, I was about 17 years old, and I had such a massive hangover from the night before. Um, I know that you chuckle, but it's real. Seriously, it happened. And, And I was sitting in the pew, and I was so sad because I felt this disconnect between what I had done the night before and who I really wanted to be. Um, and it was a problem for me. And grace be, uh, grace be to God, I was able to, to kind of move beyond that. But that was a time I remember being really sad. Um, I was really sad the day my dad called in the middle of the night and told me that my mom had had heart failure. Um, she's been through a lot. And she's she was on that picture. She's still alive today. She's got a machine in her chest that helps, helps with her heart. But um, I was really sad that night um, just for her. Um, I was sad the day that my in-laws divorce was finalized because I love them very much and it made me sad to see that marriage not work Um, I was sad the day my last grandparent died I I knew all four of my grandparents but I've seen them all die and so um, that was just a few years ago actually I was living here in Waco doing what I'm doing now and um, her her name to me was granny and to see granny die was really hard and the last one I'll tell you that i Experienced sadness about and the one I've written the song, um, partially about, um, was watching my sister, um, growing up, my sister's four years older than me and she's my only sibling and growing up watching her, um, has been really difficult because I've watched her struggle with her own identity and who she is and she's fulfilled some emptiness in her life with, with drugs and alcohol from time to time, um, and growing up as a young child, I, I remember that she, um, when, when I was in junior high and high school, I remember watching her fill that void with, with relationships with guys, and it was not a, not a healthy type of relationship. Um, knowing that when my sister looked in the mirror that she wasn't happy with what she saw was really hard for me. And part of that journey, trying to deal with things like that, is what prompted this song. <laughs>
3: Walking around the puzzle's edge To see what the picture shows Outside her window peers my broken soul I can't get inside anymore But inside those places Where she won't even there Oh Lord you're there I know you're She won't go outside to face the wind. with her around the bend just so
2: emotion I want to share with you is a strange one. It's contemplation. Those things that have caused me to to really stop and pause. Um, there's several times in life where you kind of find yourself going, hey, what is it that I'm on the planet for? Um, and what am I supposed to do about this situation? And some of you may have experienced things like this. One, one of the times that I experienced that is my first semester of college. Um, I told you earlier about a little bit about high school and I experienced myself in between two sets of friends. Um, some of my friends from high school were at my college, and, and I had these friends who knew Party Ryan, and I had these friends who didn't know that Ryan and who were going to let me redefine myself um, because they were new friends. And some of you may have experienced that when you came to Baylor as you have these new friends who you can really choose to be whoever you want with this new group. Um, but then I had my old group who was right around me who kind of knew me as, as Party Ryan. And thanks be to God, I, the... God really redeemed that situation, and it was good. Um, But that was really hard, and it caused me to really think and pause and wonder who I am in that moment. Um, Another one is when Kristen and I, before we got married, we didn't really know exactly where we were going. Um, It was just a few weeks before that we decided we were going to move to Montana. Um, And Montana is a great place, and we love Montana, but we didn't have any family or friends there. And so we moved to Montana, like many of you may have moved to Baylor if you're from far away. And we got up there, and we realized we weren't surrounded by community. We didn't have friends or family there. Um, And and that really causes a hard time in life when you realize you're kind of alone. Um, Some of you may have experienced that coming here. Um, But that was hard. We had a lot of bills and not a lot of uh, community to help us in different situations. I'll also say that... um, a hard time in my life that I remember thinking, "Man, this is really making me think." Is when I drove to Fort Bragg, or I flew actually to Fort Bragg, North Carolina. My little brother, who you saw earlier on the screen, um, I, I flew up there just to say bye to him because he was going off to war. Um, which those of you who who are in the military or have family in the military, um, I remember hugging his neck before I left and thinking that he's he's getting on a plane to Iraq and and he's going to war and. To this day, I'm not sure I can wrap my mind around that because I've not done it. Um, but that's hard to see your family go off to a place like that. Um, I'm happy to report he's currently right now in North Carolina, so all went well. But, but it was really a, a time that was hard for me, the long plane ride home for me when I was uh, kind of thinking through that. Um, also, at the age of 20, I told you earlier that uh, I went to Kenya that first summer. But the problem is at the end of that summer, I, I was in the slum one day talking to some really good friends I had made that summer, and literally flew out, flew out right. I, I was went to the slums to hang out with them, and then got on a plane and flew directly to the U.S. and went to a five star resort with my parents. And so I saw this juxtaposition, um, and it really put me at odds with life. How, how do I deal with that? With that idea of my own, um, my own well being, and the fact that we have so much here. Um, you can actually do that here in Waco. All you have to do is go under a bridge um, and, and see a homeless person or somebody who really is in need of anything. Um, go to any of the countless ministries here in town. Go see someone in need and then just go to Starbucks where we pay. We, because we, I do it all the time, where we pay five bucks for coffee. Um, there, there's just a real weird juxtaposition there. My only hope for you is that you don't ignore it. Um, I'm not asking you to change your life today. I'm just saying don't ignore it. Just think through it and say, God, what is it that you have in this situation? How am I supposed to be different? Um, and the last one I'll, I'll share with you is that um, anytime I see a child, when, once I had a child, I didn't hate children before I had a child, but, but once I had a child, um, I really love kids a whole lot. And some of you love kids too. That may even be your degree to work with kids. And I went to, um, I've gone to several orphanages, whether here or in another country. And when I see a kid who doesn't have a family, and I know that I have a family, That puts me in a real weird spot. Because I'm like, I have a family, and you need a family. But, you know, there's a lot of laws in a lot of countries, and there's a lot of laws in the U.S. that make that hard. And I'm not saying those laws are bad or wrong. I am saying, though, that I don't understand why it's so hard to hook up a kid who needs a family with my family. Um, It's hard for me to understand why, why all of that is so difficult. It's in those moments that that I sat down and thought, Lord, just remind me, remind me of how you won me over and how hard I was um, to win over. And that's what prompted this song.
3: Take me from this violent game into your innocence, and let me see your broken heart again. No oh, heavenly Father, won't you hold me? From this violent game Into your innocence Let me see your broken heart again Break me, won't you? Break me with your embrace. Your in peace. And take me from this violent game to your innocence. And let me see your broken heart again. And take me from this violent game to your. Innocence. See my broken heart again. And let me see my broken.
2: last last emotion the last emotion that I felt a lot in my life is thanksgiving and I think that's probably because of some of the sadness and some of the contemplation it's caused me to be thankful Um, I did not today write a list of all things I'm thankful for that I would like to share with you because that's would be boring and weird for me to do Um, because we're all thankful for different things but what I did do is I, I started a list and I stopped at number one, and it's strange. Number one is education, and that is just a weird thing to say, um, to say it's the thing I'm most thankful for. But um, I, I started doing some Google searching last night on, on um, some reputable surveys and census kind of uh, bureaus around the world, and, and it's pretty, pretty well understood around the planet that not 2%, somewhere in the 1% to 2% range, of people in the world have a college degree. Um, And the vast majority of those who don't, it's not because they chose not to, it's because it's not accessible to them. And so for for you, I I think that's an incredible advantage to be sitting here and say, hey, how can I help the 98% of the world who doesn't have a degree to, to really live to their fullest? Or we can be selfish, but But we don't do that here. We choose to to love one another and see how we can help our neighbor. And so I'm really thankful for education. I have a bachelor's degree from Mississippi State University and a master's degree from Baylor University. I mean that's awesome. Um, That's an incredible thing that that I would say thanks be to God for. Um, I would also say in that same the reason I stopped at number one is because when I started thinking about that I started thinking about you, and and I'm really thankful that I get to get up in the morning and I get to come to this place. And, and I get to see you. I know that sounds really odd. Um, and, and you probably think, Ryan, you are a cheesy, cheesy man. And yes, I am. But the fact is, uh, I really love it when you write me an email and say, hey, I'm really struggling in this area. Um, I love it when you pull me aside and say, hey, I've written this poem and I want you to read it. Or I want you to hear this song I wrote. Um, I, I want you to know that I, I like being on stage. That's fine. But it's my least favorite part. Of what I do in a given day, my favorite favorite part is when you and I get to talk and when you and I get to know one another, and that's why I wanted to share a bit of myself with you today and so you might do the same um, and share with myself or share with any of my colleagues over in spiritual life. Um, it's a blessing to be in this place and to be with you with that said, um, the three songs we've sung before are all songs that that I've written, but but this last song is a song that Bert wrote the the words to, and it's a song you know and a song you've heard before. Um, those of you who are graduating in 2013, it's the song we wrote for your class, and I know that there are a lot of others of you in the room as well who are not in that class, but you can appease us. Um, those of you who've heard this song, uh, I want to remind you of the refrain because I thought it might be a nice way to end our time together just by singing it because it's nice when we hear a journey of God to all sing together and God's people saying amen, amen. So I wonder if you might just sing that refrain with me.
3: God's people sang Amen, Amen. And God's
2: people sang Amen, Amen. Do you remember it? You remember? Nod your head like this. If you remember, fantastic. 12 of you. Fantastic. Awesome. Hey. We're going to sing it. I'm going to put the the lyrics on the screen just so you can be reminded of them. But um, this will be how we'll close our time together.
3: Here in this time, here in this place, where each one is bearing the marks of your grace. Let minds awake. Let gifts be stirred As stories unfold Let our callings be heard God's people say is this the time is this the place where hearts might be open to a deeper grace as paths appear born from above may true selves find rest in the depth of your love and god's people sang I people saying amen amen and now is the time this is the place where wonder and questions are welcomed with grace may every doubt may Researching searching that leads us to wholeness and truth. God's people saying Amen, Amen. God's people saying Amen. People sang
2: Amen, Amen. I thought that might be a nice way for us to benedict today for you to stand together and we'll just sing that refrain uh, together. Before we do that, let me tell you um, how much I appreciate you being attentive this morning. Uh, in the eight years that I've worked with chapel, I've never, ever gotten up here and kind of shared of myself and shared my own personal journey and my own story. So thanks for allowing me to do that. I really appreciate that. Let's sing the benediction together.
3: God's people say, amen, amen. And God's people say, amen.
2: go in peace.